Hi there, my name is Pamela and I breed British Shorthair Cats in Perth, Western Australia. I've been breeding and exhibiting my cats since 2004 and I'm even a cat show judge. I'm passionate about the cat fancy and I want to share my knowledge and experiences with you so that you can enjoy your hobby as much as I do. That's what the Cat Breeding for Beginners podcast is all about. In this series, I'm taking a moment to answer some of the most regular cat breeding questions I get asked every day. Hopefully the answers will help you too. I'm also covering some topics that are important to new cat breeders so that you can start out on the right foot. Some of the episodes are scripted and some of them are off the cuff. The audio is both good and bad. But the main thing is the information and I'm sharing it in whatever way I can with you in mind. Well, before I get started today, I just want to apologize for two things. The first one is my voice. It's a little bit croaky still from a cold that I had recently. And the other thing is that today I'm just going to be pretty much reading this one out because it's a pretty detailed topic. And when I talk about it off the top of my head, I can normally answer questions, but I can't really explain it so well because it's very detailed and I tend to trip over what I'm saying. Now, I understand genetics and... um, pretty good with them. So if I can't explain it without writing it down, I guess that shows you just how tricky it can be for people to really get the concept of genetics. So I'm going to be reading it off. You might hear some paper rustling in the background, but that's because I want you to get the most accurate information. Okay, genetics. You either get them or you don't. If you do, that's great. This podcast might be a bit basic for you, but congratulations because it's an issue that many breeders, both new and experienced, can really struggle with. Now, if you fall into that much bigger group of people that find the science of cat genetics difficult, let's start at the very most basic concept, basic coat colors. Now, I plan to do a course on this later on that's a lot more detailed, but I get asked this all the time. So let's just do the basics for now. Um, A little bit about me, I did biology at school and I was really interested in genetics then and I still am now. I'm the kind of person that just gets it. Um, So when I started breeding back in 2004, it came really easy to me. The ways that I see genetics explained make sense to me, but to someone with no background in it, and no, um, you know, no background in it and their brain doesn't work that way, it can be really difficult. So I like to think that um, I can break it down into a much more easier way for you to understand, and I'm hoping that maybe you'll get it too. So let's look at the basic. Um, let's look at the basic cat colours. There are three colours for all cats: black, chocolate, and cinnamon. Now I know you're saying, "What about red? What about um, what about bar colours? What about tabbies? What about colour points? All of those other things." Let's just park them for now, because yes, they are colours and patterns, but every cat is going to be one of three things: black, chocolate, or cinnamon. So let's start at the really right at the beginning. All cats have two genes for everything about them, and those things are called traits. Now, I like to describe it as a placeholder. On a cat's DNA, they have placeholders for their traits, and there's a spot on their DNA which has a placeholder for their colours. And in that spot, there's two little holders for two genes. So every cat has these placeholders for two genes along their DNA. And they get one of these genes from mum and they get one of these genes from their dad. Now, the two genes can be the same or they can be different. 
When they're the same, it's really easy. They are that thing. So if we're thinking, say, black, and they have two copies of black in that placeholder, they are a black cat. Easy. When they are different, that's when it gets tricky. One gene is in charge, and that's the dominant gene. The other genes, I like to think of them as followers. They're the recessive genes. But of the two genes that each cat has in that placeholder, there's a hierarchy of who is the boss of who. And this is, this is what that is for colours. Black is the boss. Next is chocolate. And then last is cinnamon. <clears throat> now that's three genes for two spots. And that's where it gets a bit tricky. So we know black is the boss. If a cat has two black genes, it's black. If it has one black gene and one chocolate gene, it's black. If it has one black gene and one cinnamon gene, it's black. In the last two examples, chocolate and cinnamon are being carried by the black. They tag along, but they don't do anything. They're sitting next to the black gene in that placeholder, but they're not doing anything. So now we step down a level and we're gonna look at chocolate. Now we know if chocolate is with black, we already know that that cat is black. If a cat has two copies of the chocolate gene in its placeholder, it's a chocolate cat. If it has one chocolate gene and one cinnamon gene, it's a chocolate cat. In the last one, it's the cinnamon gene that's coming along for the ride this time. Then, of course, last up is cinnamon. We know that if a cat has one black gene, it's black. And if it doesn't have a black gene, but it has a chocolate gene, then it's chocolate. So what that means is it can only be cinnamon if it has two copies of the cinnamon gene in that colour placeholder. Now, blacks can carry chocolate and cinnamon, chocolate can carry cinnamon, and cinnamon can carry nothing. I'm just going to say that again for you because it's a bit of a rule that, that will help you make sense of things. Black can carry chocolate and cinnamon, chocolate can carry cinnamon, and cinnamon can carry nothing. Black is dominant to everything. Chocolate is recessive to black, but dominant to cinnamon. And cinnamon is recessive to all. Now, I know you're thinking, what about blue lila conform? And I often hear people say things like, um, "My cat's, does my cat carry fawn? Does my cat carry um, lilac? You have to separate the two. We've done the, the colour gene, black chocolate and cinnamon. All cats are black chocolate and cinnamon. Your blue cat, your lilac cat and your fawn cats are black chocolate and cinnamon. You have to separate the two. Think of it as the next layer on top. So there's another set of genes and they're in a separate placeholder. In the cat's DNA, you have the placeholder for the black chocolate and cinnamon. And then we move along a bit and there's a new placeholder for two genes and that's for the, the genes that will make it a blue lilac or a fawn. So there's another set of genes that cause that trait. But this time, instead of there being three, there's only two. There's dilute and non-dilute. And this is a layer that goes on top of those other colours. Now, non-dilute is the boss of dilute. It's the dominant gene. And dilute is the recessive gene. If a cat has a black gene, 
Remembering it only needs one to be black. It could also have chocolate and it could also carry cinnamon, but it's going to be a black cat. It will be changed into a blue cat if it has two of the dilute genes in that placeholder. If it only has one and one non-dilute gene, which is the BOSS gene, the non-dilute is the BOSS gene, it stays black. So to be a blue, it has to have two of the dilute genes. Chocolate with two dilute genes is a lilac cat and cinnamon with two dilute genes is a fawn cat. Two dilute genes in that placeholder make the base colours pale, basically. There's reasons why that happens to do with pigments and that kind of thing, but we don't need to know that for now. We just need to know that the first thing you have is a black chocolate or cinnamon cat, and then you add this other layer on, and then you get a blue lilac or a fawn. So the dilute gene can be carried in the same way that chocolate and cinnamon tag along with black, for example, um, they can be carried as well. So let's look at a black cat with one dilute and one non-dilute gene can pass either of those genes onto its kitten. So from a non-dilute cat, uh, say a black or a chocolate or a cinnamon, you can breed a dilute cat. You can breed a lilac, a blue, a lilac or a fawn. If the other parent also gives it a dilute gene. If both parents are dilute, so both parents are blue, lilac or fawn, they only have dilute, they can only have dilute kittens as they only have the dilute version of the gene to give. So think of a blue British shorthair, for example, or a blue Russian. They are a blue cat. What they are to start with is a black cat. And then they've got this layer on top, which makes them a blue cat. So to be a blue cat, they have to have in that placeholder for the dilute and non-dilute genes, they have two copies of, non of dilute. If you take two blue cats and put them together, both parents in that placeholder, they only have two dilute genes. So they can only each give the kitten a dilute gene because that's all they have. They might give it dilute gene 1 or dilute gene 2, but it will be a dilute gene. That's all they can give it. So if it gets one from mum and one from dad, then it has to be a dilute kitten itself. <clears throat> this is a genetic rule. Parents can only give one of the two genes they have to the kitten. Then what they give plus what the other parent gives determines what the kitten will be. Now it gets interesting. When you're breeding with colours, you can tell what some things are going to be, but other things you need to do DNA tests, or you might need to wait and see what your cats give birth to to be able to tell what they themselves um, carry. So some things you can see and you can predict and you can know just by looking at the cat, and other things you have to do a DNA test to find out what's underneath, depending on what their parents were and what colour they are. So for example, if you had a fawn and you were mating a fawn to a fawn, um, you can only get fawn kittens. Each parent, the base colour is cinnamon. And to be a cinnamon, they must have two copies of the cinnamon gene in their colour placeholder. 
if they had a black or a chocolate in their base color, in their color placeholder, their base color would be black or chocolate, as those genes are the boss of cinnamon. Then, to be a fawn, they have to have two copies of the dilute gene to change them from a cinnamon into a fawn. So each parent has two cinnamon and two dilute genes. In their color placeholder, they have two cinnamons, and in their dilute placeholder, they have two dilute genes. That's all they can give to the kitten. They can't give it black and they can't give it non-dilute. They don't have them to give. So all kittens will be fawn because they're going to get um, one of each from their parents. It's not, they, they, their parents have got two of each of those genes and they're going to get cinnamon gene number one or cinnamon gene number two from, one, from their parent or they're going to get dilute gene one or dilute gene two from their parent. But they're going to get, that's all they can get. So the kittens will be formed. Let's do another example. If the parents were a black cat carrying dilute and chocolate and a lilac cat carrying cinnamon, how do we work out what kittens they would have? Now, we're assuming that those two parents, we have that information because of what their parents are, because of what they've given us in terms of kittens in the past, or because we've done a DNA test. Because those are things that we can't see from the outside. For example, the black cat, we can't see from the outside if it carries dilute and we can't see if it carries chocolate. But we can know that based on its parents. We can know that based on kittens it might have had. And we can absolutely know it based on a DNA test. The other parent is a lilac cat and that cat's carrying cinnamon. So how do we work out what kittens they would have? We need to break it down based on what the, the parents are. So we have that information we need, remembering we got it from DNA or from knowing the parents or from what they have had kittens before. So the black cat must have one copy of black to be black. We also know that it has chocolate. Tagging along, being carried along for the ride. We know it has only one copy of dilute, which means it's black, not blue, but that it's the other gene must be non-dilute. So we know that it's got one copy that it's carrying, and we know that the because it's black, and we know that it's carrying the dilute gene, so it must have one non-dilute and one dilute gene. And we know that non-dilute is the boss of dilute. We also know that it carries chocolate and again, it's a black cat. So the other gene has to be black because black is the boss of chocolate. That was a bit confusing, wasn't it? The other parent is lilac. So we know that it has two of the dilute genes or it would be chocolate because we know the two dilute genes would change a chocolate into a lilac. We also know that to be lilac, it has to have either two copies of chocolate or, and this we actually know from DNA, its parents or its kittens, we know it actually has one copy of chocolate and one copy of cinnamon. Because chocolate is the boss of cinnamon and it's a chocolate cat. So, again, that was very confusing. We put them together. <clears throat> cat 1 can give the kitten a base colour gene of black or chocolate and it can give it dilute or non-dilute gene. Cat number two can give the kitten a base colour of chocolate or cinnamon and it can only give it a dilute gene. 
Because it has two, it can give it one of its dilute genes. So the kittens from that mating can be a black carrying chocolate and carrying dilute, a black carrying cinnamon and carrying dilute, a chocolate carrying dilute, a chocolate carrying cinnamon and carrying dilute, a blue carrying chocolate, a blue carrying cinnamon, a lilac cat carrying nothing, or a lilac carrying cinnamon. Some things that you want to note about this. All of the kittens must be dilute, so blue lilac or fawn, or carry dilute, because the lilac parent had to give them a dilute gene. It had to give a dilute gene to every kitten. The black parent may have given them dilute, or it could have given them non-dilute. No kittens could have two non-dilute genes. None of them could have got two non-dilute genes because in that whole mix, there was only one to get. No kittens could have two black genes because the lilac parent doesn't have one to give. In that whole mix, there was only one black gene available to be given. So I hope that wasn't a little bit more confusing for you. Just remember that every cat has two of the genes for each thing. They have a placeholder and they have two genes for each thing. There is a hierarchy to those things. If black shows up to work, it's the boss of chocolate and it's also the boss of cinnamon. If black has a day off, chocolate steps in and takes charge. Dilute is a magic gene that changes cats from their dark color to a lighter version, but non-dilute is its boss. It only gets to show itself off if non-dilute is away for the day. Now, red, white, colour point, tabby, bi colour. They all work on similar principles, but we'll look at them another day. Just remember that to be any of them, the cats must have the gene to give them. It's all about getting the gene from a parent and then if the gene is the boss gene or not, then looking at what the other parent gives and if those genes are the boss gene or not. And that's basically what it all comes down to. Each parent has a placeholder for each of those things with two copies there and they give the kitten one of them. And then when they give it to the kitten, it depends on whether it's the boss or not to the other one it gets from the other parent. So that is the basics of cat colours. All cats are black, chocolate or cinnamon. And then everything else is a layer on top. And one of those layers is dilute, which gives you blue, fawn and lilac. So think of it as layers on top of layers on top of layers. If you have trouble with it, just DNA test. Even if you're DNA testing something that, like I said before, sometimes you can look at a cat and know what it is. Sometimes you can look at two cats and know that they, when they give you a kitten, you can know what that is. For example, if I have a cinnamon male and I have any other color female, I know 100% every kitten in that litter carries cinnamon. I don't need to DNA test for that. I know 100% because he has two cinnamon genes, he can only give them a cinnamon gene. So I don't need to do any testing for that. But if you can't get your head around those concepts as easily as, as maybe I am, it's 100% fine to DNA test that kitten. If you can't get your head around it and it doesn't seem easy to you, just use DNA and it'll tell you everything you need to know. Eventually, if you look at it long enough, if you do it if you look at genetics um, to do with your cats, and if you put your hands in the air and say, oh, I don't get it, it's too hard, it'll never come to you. But if you plug away at it, eventually 
the basics that you need to know for the cats that you're breeding in the colors that you're breeding, they will eventually sink in, you will get it and you will know what you're having and you'll start to be able to predict what you're going to get. But if you're not sure, use DNA and work it out. If I put this cat to this cat based on those basic rules, what am I going to get? Okay, so if you have any questions about DNA, I'd love to help you with those. You can comment below. You can comment on whatever platform you're, you're at or you can visit my website www.catbreedingforbeginners and I have some more information on there. You can ask me questions on my socials. I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook and I'd love to have a chat with you. While you're on my website, check out the courses that I have available. I have a stud cats mini course that tells you everything you need to know about keeping a stud cat from kitten through to adult and hopefully there'll be some information on there that you might get a lot out of. But yeah, join up. You can sign up on my website for updates and I'll tell you when I have any more information going up there and available. I'm hoping to just keep adding resources to it all the time. So tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you'd like to hear in another podcast and I'll see what I can do. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to the Cat Breeding for Beginners podcast. Make sure you visit my website at catbreedingforbeginners.com for lots more information. You can sign up to my email list and stay tuned as my Cat Breeding 101 online course is coming soon.